Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and as we're talking about summer, and all these parents, we're all excited to do things with our kids and even meet up with our friends and family that we haven't gotten to do that for quite a long time, but with the CDC's new mask guidance. It seems harder to imagine our kids that are under 12 and what can we do with them safely I mean, there are still fears of COVID and variants. So what's a parent to do and what are we supposed to know? Joining me is Dr. Lauren Crosby. She's a nationally recognized parent expert and pediatrician and spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Crosby, it's a pleasure to have you with us. So as I said in the intro, we're in full swing now and we all want to start going to our beaches and parks and seeing our friends What are, as of now, the current recommendations as to activities that we can do? Some guiding principles, as it were, to keep in mind. Right. I think, well, it it does depend on the situation, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And that's true everywhere you read, whether it's your county health department or the CDC. So you do want to do your homework so you know what your local guidelines are in your area, as well as if you do have a destination, what do they require where you are going. So it is very different depending where you live. But if you're vaccinated, it's a lot better. <laughs> you have the you have a lot more freedom overall. Basically it depends. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to say that because that makes it confusing, but we can go through different scenarios even. Well I think that's a great idea for us because there are so many. But first just tell us, once we've gotten the vaccine and now they approved it for, you know, above twelve. Mm-hmm. So the twelve to seventeen year olds can get this now. And what do we want to know about how long after the vaccine? Is it two weeks? Is it four weeks? After we've gotten our second dose, do we still need to follow those safety protocols? For me personally, I'll just tell you, Dr. Crosby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep masking mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. while I caught a cold, I realized that, you know, not everybody is vaccinated mm-hmm. and I'm just going to wear a mask because. Right. And I think a lot of people are choosing to do that, you know, with maybe half the country vaccinated. There's still a lot of people that are not. And so, first of all, the vaccine. So depending which one you got. So there are the two dose vaccines, right, from either Pfizer or Moderna, two weeks after your second dose, you're considered fully vaccinated. If you got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, that's a one-dose vaccine. So two weeks from that single dose, you are considered fully vaccinated. So, you know, various safety protocols are still in effect, though, even for the fully vaccinated. So, yes, you can pretty much be unmasked and you can travel and, and you don't need to really worry. There are cases of people vaccinated getting COVID, but They don't get severe disease. It's mild. So the vaccine does really, really work. But there's cases where you still will be required to mask. For instance, public transportation will require it. And a lot of schools and businesses still have mask mandates in effect. So you do want to check where you're going. But generally, public transportation is going to require it for a while, I think. But in general, if you are someone who's vaccinated, you can go in someplace and you don't have to wear a mask here, you know, in California, where I am, 
it's only if you're unvaccinated, you're supposed to mask if you're indoors. So there's definitely a lifting of these restrictions. So that, that's good. There's still mask requirements. I am going to also mask if I go into any place crowded still. So I think a lot of people are doing that. <laughs> a lot of people are, and it, and it is a little confusing when you see people without masks to wonder mm-hmm. if they are somebody who is anti-mask and mm-hmm. not vaccinated mm-hmm. versus right. the people who are vaccinated. So I think that's a different kind of a gray area and one reason yes. why I'm going to keep masking. But Agreed. tell us a little bit about our, our 12 and under, because that's mm-hmm. a scary thing for parents. There are it kids is. that are getting it in this Delta variant is also yes. scary. So yes. if our kids are under 12, mm-hmm. then what are we doing? So you, if, there are, if you have families of kids under 12, you still need to kind of really act like you're in COVID still. And that's sad to say. But, and again, it does depend where you live. Uh, for here in California, even they're saying kids that are unvaccinated, if they're outdoors playing with others, they're saying that they do not need to mask unless they really are going to be sitting close together for very long periods of time. So that makes it very difficult, you know, for parents. So a lot of families are like, you know what, we're going to just have our kids mask so we don't have to worry about it. (laughs) Because I have found, and we talked about this at my office yesterday, we're seeing a lot of people traveling now and they go to places that might be hotspots and then their kid comes back and comes to camp. So you you really want to make sure that you know who you're around and that you feel comfortable, you know, some kids choose mental health versus masking. Like if it's, you know, I want them to go to this camp, they get it, they get it. People might, some parents are choosing that. I've had those discussions. Whereas a lot of parents are like, they're not requiring masks, but my kid is good with a mask. They're used to a mask. They're going to wear a mask. So, you know, I tell parents, if you're going out with your kids, even though you're vaccinated, set a good example wear your mask anyway, then they'll feel good. They'll feel normal. They won't feel like, oh, we have to mask because, you know, and you don't. And it it sets a good example that the parents do. So it's not quite, you know, it's not as easy until those kids can get a vaccine. You have to be careful. Well, we do. And, you know, in Asian countries, they've been masking for years. And while it's because of air pollution, Mm -hmm. they don't seem to mind. And they don't fight it the way that we have. It's become very politicized. And for me, both my kids, 18 and 21, they're like, it's not a big deal. They'll just wear those masks when they're going out with their friends now, just because it's become comfortable. And besides, Mm -hmm. for our older folks, it's it hides a multitude of sins, really. Let's be honest. (laughs) I got no problem with the masks. But now, as we've learned about surfaces, Dr. Crosby, and and people are traveling, as you say, taking planes and you driving across country. Are we still concerned about sanitizer, sanitizing things down, planes, wiping the seats mm-hmm. down, any of that stuff? You know, I, I have to say that they say overall transmission from surfaces is quite low because that envelope of that virus does degrade pretty quickly when it's in contact with cleaning agents. But if you are in an area where there's a high, 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 high prevalence rate of very, very sick people, and you, let's say they were right there and then you're right there and it's not a place you know about or have control, I still tell people to wipe down because the risk is low in an area where there's low transmission rates. But if you're in an area that's a super hot, hot, hot spot, then it is worth still wiping your surfaces down. And I think a lot of people are just going to have that habit now anyway, because they're like, you know what, why not? I don't need to get the flu. I don't need to get a cold. 
I'll just wipe down the knobs and the handles and sanitize my hands a lot. But we haven't really, there's not a lot of data on true transmission from surfaces. So bottom line, probably low risk, theoretical risk. Use your wipes on your airplane trays and knobs and things you touch and sanitize your hands just to be safe. And while we're talking about general travel and plane etiquette and Mm -hmm. any, you Mm -hmm. know, adult knows if you've had a kid behind you kicking your seat or Mm -hmm. now I am I am somebody who a crying baby does not bother me because it's it's hurting their little ears. It doesn't upset me at all. And I understand Mm -hmm. people traveling with their babies and I just babies can get away with anything. But when they're a little bit older, you know, just in my world, I love babies. But when they're a little bit older, what do you want parents to know about traveling with their kids and making sure that their kids are kept occupied and Mm -hmm. that they're not annoying everybody? Right, right, absolutely. So it is good to plan ahead. It is good to do, even read books and stories about airplanes. And, And also, if you're someone who manners are important and you've always had you know parents used to say to me oh i loved having your son over he he's so polite he always says thank you he always says please so start early with your kids with good manners you know or you know if you notice something's bothering someone you apologize let's say they're kicking the seat they don't realize apologize but practice ahead remember we keep our hands arms legs to ourselves on the airplane but keep the kids busy have games have snacks with you old toys that, you know, they love, plus new things they've never seen before to keep them really interested. And also, you know what? Obviously, we like to limit screens for kids, you know, screen time, but this is the time you don't need to limit the screens. Keep your kids busy. Mine would watch movies. I did have like a headphone splitter so they could watch the same movie together, which was an enjoyment. Which I did the my same two thing. Boys enjoyed, right? <laughs> so I kept them busy with treats and you know, a little bribery can go a long way on an airplane, and that is okay. You know, it's it's fine. But books and toys and snacks and movies really tend to work quite well. <laughs> well, I think it was a great point that you made about surprise things. Because I used to mm-hmm. get those mad libs for my kids. And even mm-hmm. though there are phones and there are all these things, they would giggle and laugh and it was something different Mm -hmm. and new. I mean, back when we were little, right, we went through those books in 10 Mm -hmm. seconds, but you know, they had fun with them. So parents listen to what Dr. Crosby's saying and think out of the box a little bit. It just doesn't have to be TikTok and Instagram and everything else. There are other things that you can do that don't involve electronics at all that really can interest the kids and keep them occupied, right? Yeah, like I Spy was a favorite, you know? It was, I mean, in driving as well. But, I mean, if they're annoying while you're Mm -hmm. driving, at least you're just only in your own car. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) what about things like cruises? Now, I mean, the cruise industry suffered pretty hard. They're opening back up. They are, I don't know if they're requiring vaccine Mm -hmm. passports or any of those things. What about cruises? I mean, I'm I'm yeah. not rushing to a cruise anytime soon. Right, right. Well, the CDC right <laughs> now is saying though. people who are not, yeah, no, I'm not either. But the CDC recommends people who are not fully vaccinated to avoid cruise ships until they're out fully vaccinated. So there are some variations on the rules, like some may also require a negative test and being vaccinated before you can go on. So you've got to check the details. Like I read about celebrity cruises. They require vaccinations for age 16 and up. But for 12 and under, um, and ages 12 and under can't, but 12 and up, they're going to require them by August, even for 12-year-olds and up. And Disney cruises in the U.S. are probably going to come back in August and require vaccinations 
Right now they're saying 18 and up and testing for under 18s, but to me that still sounds a, a little risky. So let's see what the guidelines are by then, and maybe a lot more people will be vaccinated by then so we can get that industry back and do those fun things. But you gotta, again, each cruise has their own standards. So, you know, vaccination is the best way for everyone to get through this and for everyone to get better. I mean, we had three positive COVIDs in the past week since the California mask mandate went down. Wow. You know, it was lifted and we hadn't had any in a while. So we're starting to get concerned that in those unvaccinated, it's all in kids who are too young to get vaccinated. So it's, it's definitely a concern. That's why people need to mask and still sanitize. Well, while we're talking about yeah. the under 12s, do you as a pediatrician envision, when do you envision that the vaccine will be available to them? And uh-huh. if it is, would it be better for us to do that at our pediatrician's office? I mean, if it was me and my kids were still that uh-huh. young, I would definitely want my pediatrician to do the vaccine yeah. rather than a pharmacy. Right. Right. Well, I mean, we pediatricians, we pediatricians are the vaccine experts. Well, then it's part of the medical home and in their records, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, you are, right? That's what you've been doing since they were day one. That is what we do. It's like, yes, like we are the people to do that. And we want to do that. So, of course, that would be great. Not every office is going to be able to have the storage capability for the vaccines or depending on the shipments, you know, we don't want any to go to waste. So if it's a small office and a lot come, you don't want to waste stuff. So there will be certain logistics, but in general, I think it would be great if it can be done there. We've had a lot of pharmacies that are local ones that a lot of families know in our town here, and they've been giving them and the families have been happy. They made it fun for the teenagers. They had balloons and they had music and it was really cute. So definitely get it wherever you can when it's available. We are thinking three to six months for kids. And the breakdown isn't clear yet. Is it going to be 9 to 12? Is it going to be 6 to 12-year-olds? So they're still working that out. They're working out the dosing as well So and, and still testing. But I think it'll be a good thing when it happens. I agree. As we wrap up, what are some of the most important points and bits of advice that you want to give parents listening about traveling in the summer, getting together with family members, even getting to see our older family members we didn't get to see for a while, mm-hmm. kids that are under 12 that are not vaccinated yet. What do you kind of put it all together for us in a nice, neat little package? Yeah, I would say that I, I want kids to have a summer. I want families to get together. And there are fun things that families can do. So, you know, if it's one household, even though the kids aren't vaccinated, those unvaccinated kids can be around vaccinated family members. So at least now we can have other family members that are vaccinated around, even if our little kids can't be vaccinated. That is safe. We don't expect transmission back and forth in that type of situation. And there are trips that people can do. So they can do road trips and go to national parks and go to the beaches and go camping and do things that, you know, are fun, but you just, you know, may have to tag a mask along if you're going to be in some areas that are a little bit crowded. But sports are fun. Get outside, hike, walk, bike, tennis, all of these things are good things. So it's so good for the mind to get outdoors. It's so good for the mind to exercise and your general health. So get outside, do things, and just, you know, bear in mind that we're not quite done with the pandemic yet. 
We certainly are not, and this is great advice. And so we have to just really, as Dr. Crosby said, keep checking in with the CDC website and your local guidelines and your local health department to find out wherever you're going what their recommendations and guidelines are as well. But get out there with your kids and mask up if if that's what you feel you want to do and keep us all safe because... We're going to get through this, and we're seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, right? We really are. So taking her advice is the best. And thank you so much, Dr. Crosby, for joining us today. You're listening to Healthy Children, where all of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard in pediatricians. I don't know about you parents, but I love my pediatrician, and my kids are almost aging out of it. And I am going to be bummed because our pediatricians are really doing the tough work of helping us to raise our kids safely. And that's what it's all about. So share this show with your friends and your family on your social channels because we are learning from the experts at the AAP together. I'm Melanie Cole for Radio MD. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcast, everywhere that podcasts are played. But we, of course, want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for Radio MD, Healthy Children, and the American Academy of Pediatrics, I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.